Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 63 of Tabbed Out Podcast with your hosts, Pete Ingram and Dylan Donegan. What's going on this week, Dylan? I know we skipped last week. It's kind of tough, you know, keeping up with, at least for me, it's been kind of tough keeping up with magic when I don't have a physical outlet to really like, you know, play tournaments and stuff and whatnot. So I haven't been playing as much magic and it's, you know, just, it's tough to talk about it all the time when you're not playing as much. No, yeah, I hear you, Pete, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, definitely I've been playing like less than I was at the start of quarantine. Um, kind of at this point, I've just been playing the tournaments I want to play, which is like mostly just the modern events on Moto, the bigger ones, um, is generally what I, I play nowadays. Um, but uh, that being said, like, you know, I still like to keep a pulse on things. And, uh, and also, you know, uh, it's actually, I think, been a really interesting time period for like in terms of magic metagames uh it's been you know especially quick to adapt even in term even you know in recent years like you know in the last year with arena and everything uh formats have you know shaped up really quickly but i think it's even it's done so even more uh throughout the whole quarantine thing since you know everybody's home and everybody's playing and uh everybody's playing each format each weekend there's you know kind of premier events to play so uh, i think that's been kind of interesting to see yeah, I, I think the biggest thing, I think maybe the biggest reason why I haven't been playing so much is because I feel like, to me, Pioneer and Modern don't matter that much um, because like I feel like the Magic Online tournaments are largely PTQs, of which I'm already qualified for stuff. And so like without a paper event to point to, I have no real reason to play those formats, even though I prefer them. Uh, and then when it comes to standard, I actually just despise the current standard format. And that's kind of what I, I know I messaged you earlier about, like, how I wanted to talk about, you know, why I think standard's so bad right now and what maybe we could do to fix it. I, I'm not saying that, like, it even needs fixing, but I'm saying, like, in a hypothetical world where, you know, I had the power to change it, I would because I don't like playing Azure right now. Um, so, you know, just completely selfish, but whatever. Yeah. You know, and honestly, I've heard a lot of split camps, um, you know, uh, in terms of standard, uh, like obviously last year was, you know, kind of a lot, a lot worse with, uh, with Nissa and Oko that time period specifically, um, was kind of like an unbearable format. A lot of, you know, people would say, uh, or like one of the worst ones in recent memory, um, but uh, in terms of post-Aquaria, I feel like I hear either people saying they love the gameplay right now in Magic, and uh, uh, although I don't hear that as much about Standard, um, but or I just hear the opposite, like, you know, Companions made me not want to play, basically, um, which I've definitely seen a lot of people in that camp as well. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, and um, from an outside viewer, Standard does not appeal to me at the moment. I've played very little of it um you know maybe 20-ish matches since aquaria has come out uh if that and uh yeah i don't know it doesn't doesn't uh strike me as a particularly good format but uh if you want to uh you know maybe touch on what why you hate it so much p i don't know what your thoughts are everything is i mean actually i do want to get into this and i definitely want to talk about it because obviously it's what i came to you to talk about uh but before I, I think right before we do that, I kind of want to touch on something that happened 
um, today. That was crazy. Um, Perks Alert, also known as at MTG HOF, Hall of Fame bot, I guess is what it is. Austin Bursevich. Austin, uh, yes, I was getting to it. Austin Bursevich. Um, Who top eighted the last two Pro Tours. By top the eighted the last two Pro Tours, has had amazing success recently. Um, made a interesting post on Twitter where he basically, I guess, was leaking information or just leaked something that got out. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but basically he leaked information that was, uh, that the RPT two is slated for mid June and it will be on arena. It's standard. Um, and that rivals and MPL members select rivals and MVM. MPL members had access to this information before any of the other players did, which is kind of problematic because that gives them more lead time to figure stuff out. Um, yeah, no, I'm actually very frustrated about it, but just real quick for uh, just maybe some catching up for some of our viewers. So like uh, the RPT season two or the second RPT was supposed to happen last weekend in Charlotte. Obviously that got canceled slash delayed because of COVID. Um, you know, they actually initially moved it to Seattle, I believe in June, but then that also got canceled, of course. Um, and you know, now, you know, rumor has it, or, you know, again, Austin leaked what is presumably some information that he got from an MPL or rivals member. Uh, and, uh, you know, that is that there's a PT happening in five weeks and it's on arena and, uh, they weren't going to announce it for another two weeks too uh he said it was going to drop next tuesday so another five weeks. Yeah. so another week so but you know rivals and mpl members presumably get at, at least an extra week of of you know a jump start to to be able to test and prepare and just the knowledge of this is happening um and yeah it's really frustrating for me uh as you know kind of just an outsider here who's just a competitor and not part of the whole system, uh, you know, not a contracted player. And uh, it's just, you know, we know that the system is biased towards these people and that's fine. That's the way it is. You know, it's, you know, part of their, their marketing strategy or whatever, and that's totally acceptable, but uh, it, I just can't help, but feel, you know, pretty upset about this. And that just feels kind of deceitful that, you know, that if, if you've ever tested for a pro tour, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners have, you know how critical, you know, a week of, you know, one of your six or five weeks of testing is like, that's, that's, that's 20% of your, you know, whole testing process. Like, um, so, uh, you know, for someone who is not really super, uh, in touch with arena, I don't have a, a collection or anything. I haven't drafted a game of the set and I don't really play standard at the moment. You know, this is really off putting and it's frustrating for sure. Yeah, I um, and it's certainly off-putting for me because I don't really enjoy standard, and now I'm, I mean, kind of being forced to play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are we going to do? Not prepare for the PT now? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, of course, Arena's, uh, you know, the highlight of Magic right now, and it makes sense that it is standard that this tournament is. It all makes sense. I'm not super thrilled with it, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I guess, you know, I don't really know what more there is to say about it other than it feels a little bit 
disingenuous. It feels a little bit going against competitive integrity um, to me. And obviously, I I don't necessarily want Wizards to live in a world where they're not like consulting players because obviously players have the players you know interests in mind i guess i would like it if they included more players than just mpl and rivals because what about the players that are trying to get in like i just feel like there needs to be more players in that party of people that are being uh asked questions yeah i mean it's basically like the elite circle of magic at this point it's like you know that was always like the the pro players and the people on the pro tour before and then now it's just the people with contracts and um yeah i mean we're certainly kind of in a different world than them uh and definitely in terms of like how watsi treats us and and definitely uh in terms of when we get information um so um you know it's just kind of the way it is and uh you know it's it's super frustrating for sure um you know I'm I'm really thankful for Austin for leaking this. You know, obviously it's kind of a it's kind of a brave thing to do. You know, I'm sure you know there could be consequences in the future if you were ever in a position to be a contracted player by Watsi. You know, they might have a word or two with him. But uh, you know, thank you for informing us because seriously, like you know, just trying to level the playing field a little bit. I, I appreciate that. Another thing. I want to just point out, I mentioned how, you know, some players are just going to be caught off guard with this. You know, um, I know a lot of people in, are in the same boat as me, been grinding a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people who are grinding a lot of moto in this time period. And obviously a lot of these people are queued for the PT. Um, and, you know, I'm sure I'm not alone in that, you know, we've been playing every format but standard. And now all of a sudden, you know, all of us are going to have to shift gears and start playing more arena. But um, on that, I just want to say like, you know, I've heard a lot of complaints and, you know, uh, concerns about just like arenas compatibility to run a tournament and also, you know, like functionality with a, you know, less than stellar laptop. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure there's a non zero amount of people who are either not going to be able to play the tournament or their tournament's going to be like seriously negatively affected because they have to play arena and it's either going to be laggy or they, their computer can't handle it. Or whatever you know like that's that's a non-zero amount of people I'm, I'm sure so a large reason a large part of the reason why i haven't played as much arena as i have especially constructed is because of the issues that i run into on arena on my desktop possible i need a new video card i don't think my computer's that old but constantly i'll fun i'll run into things where i can't sideboard in the middle of a ranked match where like i'm like okay well i want to get out of platinum or whatever and if this is giving me this much headache there's no way i'm gonna even try to hit mythic because this is absolute bullcrap um and then i'll also run into issues where my screen certain areas just go black which is totally cool. So yeah, I have run into many issues myself and it is certainly a huge reason, a huge, another part of the reason where I don't enjoy my arena experience. Yeah. Um, and like, I've heard about it with constant updates, you know, uh, multiple people, you know, just like arena being close to non-functional at times. 
Um, you know, and also I, I definitely haven't forgotten the, uh, I believe it was the mythic invitational or not the invitational, but one of the mythic championships last year, um, was, you know, the, the tournament like crashed or whatever mid round and they just had to like restart the round or whatever. Um, which is just like, like imagine that in a, you know, 64 or whatever it is, 72 person tournament like that. That's pretty, you know, tightly knit, like minorly manageable but it's still kind of a disaster imagine that when you have 800 people playing online all in different places like come on <laughs> like like could you imagine oh we got to repair this ra- the you know round 14 at the pro tour or whatever like could you imagine yeah i certainly could not and i really want to <laughs> yeah, yeah i actually just saw a good little thread uh Below Austin's tweet uh, from Gould Ducat uh, is his Twitter handle, who's one of the top Moto grinders at the moment. And he was saying, you know, he, he wished the term was on Moto because uh, he doesn't think Arena is sustainable for tournament play and uh, that it also doesn't help. Like, Moto is better for the integrity of the tournament. You know, you can't bluff on Arena, like passing priority, stuff like that, um, you know, is a lot more convoluted. So, um, you know, I appreciated that. But then, uh, Oliver too kind of hit it on the nail of the head uh, below saying, you know, of course, you know, Moto might be more functional, but Watsi's a business. They need to run it on arena. They're not going to run it on a platform that looks like it's from the nineties or whatever. So um, yeah, for sure. You know, I, 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 I echo both their sentiments. There were, I also am in Gould, the cots camp where I wish it was on Moto. I think it would be smoother. I think it would just, again, be good for the integrity of the tournament. Um, and uh, some of the concerns I raised earlier, um, just with arena's functionality and everything. And then also, um, but I understand that Watsi's a business and arena obviously is much, much better for promotion purposes. So, um, yep, that's really all about all I have to say about that. Um, I was pretty frustrated about this morning. They're not going to lie. Um, I was pretty upset. Same. Yeah. So originally I'd come to you about, you know, doing an episode on like why I dislike standard so much and what I would do to fix it. And standard is just in a place right now where you're either doing one of three things. And I mean, there's a little bit else, whatever, but basically you're doing one of these three things. You're putting an agent of treachery in play and stealing all your opponent's permanence, which is not very fun and makes it so that your opponent can't really play magic. You're, putting wilderness reclamation in play and you are untapping all your lands at the end of your turn and doing nonsense and making huge shark tokens and countering your opponent's spells and exploding their face for millions and millions of damage and drawing a lot of cards or you're grinding them out with cat oven and just kind of you, you, know, you, you forgot cycling them. oh I, I yeah i think cycling is like is how fringe is that? I don't know. Is it is it main? Is it main? No, cycling is a big deck. That's a big deck. Okay, fine. All right. So so four four things. Cycling's huge. I, I don't play. Yeah, cat, so. cat oven's been dead for a bit. I've been keeping up. Um, you know, I don't play as much, but I definitely follow enough to to know what's going on. Um, but uh, yeah, no, cat oven has not been around for a while. Definitely, the big decks are these these Luca fire decks wreck variants and then uh cycling is, is definitely big now because it's a good counter and then mono red had a good last weekend too um yeah a lot of things certainly get under these uh 
card decks that can't draw their opening Clarions. Yeah, and part of that, you know, is, you know, Standard is constantly rotating each week, and that's something we've seen in, in history, but it's especially true right now. Um, and, you know, Mono Red was the, the this week's counter to the Jeskai Luka deck, which has been taking over. Um, but yeah, that's been kind of the nature of Standard since since Akoria has come out, and it's been pretty interesting, um, I think, to follow. Um, and actually, I really I wanted to just talk real quick because um, you were mentioning about the three things you can do or four things or whatever. And you mentioned Shark Typhoon. And boy, did we sleep on that card. Like, yeah, I'm, I mentioned it at the start. Um, and I remember like you especially, I feel like dismissed it um, like more than I was expecting, um, you know, and we kind of didn't talk about it for a bit i think we maybe touched on it two weeks later when it was starting to see play and like fires decks and stuff but oh my god that card is so good and the reason we probably overlooked it is because we were looking at it as an enchantment you know like that's not what it is it's i think the reason i overlooked it was i was looking at it being the token being bounced by teferi i wasn't looking at it as an answer to teferi yeah a nice one so yeah a very nice one yeah, so that card has just proven to be an all-star, not even just in standard, also in Pioneer, it's seeing, you know, definitely a non-zero amount of play. So, uh, yeah, that, that one's a banger for sure. Uh, I mean, uncounterable, flying, draw card, you know, like X-Shark, like that, like, you know, that's what it said. That's what it actually is. So, um, at with Flash, it's pretty sick. Um, yeah, that card is easily, like, the biggest, you know, card definitely the biggest card we stepped slept on and probably one of the most impactful from this new set outside of luca companions yeah yeah, yeah outside yeah. of companions so i'll renege that statement <laughs> but um yeah uh going back to like how standards kind of you know progressed and been evolving and i'll let you get into your uh your spiel too about why you dislike the format but yeah like you know um first week you know kind of standard we saw just guy fires do well um, you know, more more so people just kind of adding some new cards to the previous best deck. You know, that was like a Garuda Fires deck. Matthew Folks was popularizing and stuff. And then I believe the next week was um, kind of, or sorry, the first week also, there was some Luris decks that did well. I know Crokies was playing Red Black. And then Robert Stanley, who's a good buddy of mine, took down the Lotus Box event with Black White Luris as well. Um, and Strowski was playing like a Mono Black variant. So there was like, the, the Cat Oven Lucas Sack deck was the, the big deck to come out of that weekend, along with the Jess Guide Fires deck. And then the following weekend, I know Seth Manfield top eights with Team Rec, and that all of a sudden, and Brad Nelson was playing it too. And, you know, that all of a sudden became like kind of the new hotness. And, you know, it's just been evolving ever since. And uh, basically, like, Cat has continued to trend down, Fires has been constantly present, but has now evolved into this Luca base deck which uh, another card actually we totally slept on in our initial uh you know discussions about the set yeah um, i remember just completely writing that card off i we basically said it was a non-starter like when, i remember when we were talking about it um, yeah yeah and oh my god were we wrong well i forgot for adrian pressure is a card i mean it wouldn't be good without it like obviously yeah i mean even in pioneer people are playing it with uh agent and void winner too the one that you can't cast even spells um like Cards and and I've actually it's even seeing some fringe modern play with Emrakul. Yeah, I believe it. I am a fan of putting Emrakul in play. Yeah, I mean we just kind of didn't 
think that through the breach on a planeswalker was going to be super impactful or not even through the breach is better but uh you know it doesn't give haste right no no so i it kind of through the breach is kind of a loose sure sure i i was just like wow does this card give it haste no 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 uh, yeah, so i mean of course like the the most interesting thing is and I don't know if this statement holds true. Um, like you know, with standard, there are multiple I think problems, and when you start layering off some of those problems, smaller problems are going to become bigger problems. So I don't know if like my issue with standard isn't even companion related. I think that companions are much a bigger problem in like legacy vintage possibly even modern, although I'm not even sure. But um, I think in standard, my biggest gripes are with Fires of Invention, uh, Wilderness Reclamation, just cards that are just giving you the access to play with like unfair quantities of mana. And that's what ultimately... the and. Asian, tre- Asian treachery actually is, is is a problem now. Like it's just not fun gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it feels very linear. Um, it feels like a lot less interactive. I mean, granted, the games go long typically. Um, you know, so there is still a lot of decision tree. But in terms of like the way the the decks function, it's very linear. It's like like you mentioned, it's very you know, play my four mana enchantment, untap with it, play ten mana worth of cards. You should probably die to that. <laughs> like. Uh, you know, uh, I feel like, you know, that's a, a huge dynamic that's been a part of the format for a while now. Um, like, you know, fires, like your, your decisions are really not interesting, right? you you play your enchantment and then you play your cavaliers the following turn and they probably win the game that turn. Uh, you know, expansion explosion, it's, you know, do you target their face or their creature? Like it's, you know, it's not a lot. Um, but, um, Yeah. Uh, in terms of post Acoria format, like uh, the only companion that I think is potentially oppressive is actually just Yorian, um, which is kind of funny, but I do think it's like hands down the best one in standard and potentially like, I mean, I guess, you know, you might have a stronger opinion than I about, about banning cards, but potentially it could be banworthy. I, I don't know. My, my problem is so not with Yorion. I think Yorion is an issue, and and part of an issue that uh, arrives with companions in almost every format is the repetitiveness that's going to derive from them. Um, I think Yorion Yorion makes you at least you know kind of change the way you build your deck, and it's going. I don't even know. It's it's still quite repetitive. So, to be honest, I, I think actually the way Yorian like uh, incentivizes you to build your deck is um, kind of becoming a bit a bit bland at this point because it's pretty obvious what you want to do. It's you want to put permanence that great value into play. You know whether that be draw a card or exactly yeah like you want four omen of the sea in your deck no matter what you know yeah and uh it just becomes kind of monotonous and uh you know um i've been kind of the one being playing the orion side at least in modern uh for a while and uh i i certainly feel like i feel the the pain for my uh my like 
black green opponents where it's just this kind of lingering unbeatable card and it's kind of you know like they just can't touch it or do anything and it, it's kind of just like at the mercy of my draw uh with how good it's going to be too because you know uh depending depending it's either going to be the best card that's going to draw you four or five cards or whatever and stabilize the board or it's just going to be like a four or five flyer um so um yeah i don't know um it seems like it is kind of invalidating non-yorion mid-range decks is oh i i definitely agree with that um i think there is really no mid-range outside of yorion which is unfortunate yeah, I mean, you have Yorion, Luca, and then you have Yorion, like, Bant, yeah. I know, uh, PB did well with. Um, and I know, like, uh, Teamer Adventures, which is kind of a, a flashback from the last format, had a good weekend this past weekend. It did, yeah, it won the event. Yeah, so um, that might have been kind of a, a sleeper call to to get around the uh, the Yorion builds. And it, it seems like it would be effective at beating Yorion decks. Like, their engine is very powerful. And, uh, you know, if your opponent's playing a kind of clunky 80 card deck, they're probably not going to be able to touch it a lot of the time. Yeah, that's definitely very fair. A very good metagame call this past weekend. It's possible there's more to explore than I'm giving it credit. But, I mean, I just am very tired playing against the same cards over and over again. Like, if it were up to me, I would just get rid of Teferi, I'd get rid of Wilderness Reclamation, I'd get rid of Fires of Invention, I'd get rid of... I mean, those three cards just really, really make me upset. And at this point, I'd get rid of Agent of Treachery, too, because of Luka and because of Winota. Mm. I will say the first three you mentioned are pretty egregious. Teferi, I would be cautioned to ban i don't think it, it i mean it is pretty oppressive i will say but. i'm just saying for my like enjoyment i think sure. i would get rid of them i don't i don't think anything necess- like i don't i don't know like i just i'm just not having fun playing magic right now that's what i want to do i want to have fun playing magic it's just <laughs> yeah i don't know man I, I like i said i've i've found my niche i've i've just been playing and liking modern uh keeping up with that uh i uh i just top eight of the super ptq on monday playing red white prowess which is the first time i played that deck and that deck was freaking broken uh so i'm finding my my enjoyment um you know i i i feel some of your complaints with companions kind of making everything stale um but i do i do think some people are overlooking the gameplay but again you know on the subject of standard i i can't really attest like i i've mostly just watched and i really have not enjoyed it from a viewing perspective um like you mentioned the games are pretty similar with how they play out a lot of time uh the cycling deck in particular i think is kind of one of the least fun decks i've seen it's just literally you put a creature in play and all your cards say cycling and you do that like you know like that's really not fun or i think interesting yeah, I imagine you just do that, and then you Zenith play your opponent for a billion. Yeah, uh, and that card's also very fucked up, by the way, Zenith Flare. Um, Ape Corgan actually built an interesting deck on a kind of brighter note in terms of standard. Uh, Abe built a kind of cool, like, cycling wreck hybrid deck. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. Pete, he posted it on his Twitter, but a couple uh, a couple people who are, you know, big names in standard, Strosky and VCTLA, they were playing a little with it this past week um but it's pretty cool it's like a you know like i said cycling wreck hybrid and it, it incorporates solar flare in the or zenith flare rather um 
in in kind of a rec expansion shell. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, because it, it you know it functions as almost another explosion a lot of the time, um, and you know also just kind of helps you play your control you know your control game plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the life gain is like pretty relevant. Yeah, yeah. So you know the deck's mostly just kind of a control team or rec style deck, but also has this like kind of pivot fox game plan if you want it. Yeah, the fox game plan is like pretty sweet, I guess. Like. The games where you just put a turn one box in play and your opponent doesn't have an answer, it's going to be a beating. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the thinking with his deck is, you know, obviously if if it's bad, you know, you're just going to cycle it, whatever, can continue to play your control deck. But, uh, you know, in a matchup, maybe like Jeskai Fires, where, or, you know, the Luka deck where you kind of want to be a more of a fish deck, uh, you know, a fox can be a pretty effective threat on turn one or two or whatever. Um, if you have some counter spells to back it up. So um, kind of a cool deck if, if you want to maybe experiment with something that isn't just, you know, one of the, the top decks right now. I think the coolest thing about this deck is that you literally could build it on Arena if you just draft, like, a few times. Yeah, that's something I was actually thinking about because I need to now acquire Arena cards uh, for the upcoming PT. And, this is uh, the cheapest arena deck I've ever seen. Yeah, the cycling decks are like stupid cheap, right? Like if the the normal fox deck, that, that's got to be like no dollars, right? Like it's like sacred foundries and comics. yeah, you just draft once and you like build and like maybe you purchase like the starter pack, you get sa- sacred foundries and Alluris, and then you literally have no other rares in your deck. I'll just lock that deck in for the PT now. I'll spend no dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be good anyways, right? Like it's all it's all the same shit. I could tell you right now, I, I'm not playing a Reclamation deck at this PT. I don't care how good the deck is. I just can't do it to myself. I actually really enjoy those decks, to be honest. No, 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 no. You don't. I don't know if you've oh, played clicking. it on Arena. I can't do it on Arena. I'll play Reclamation on Moto just fine. I am not doing it on Arena. I do not care. It is terrible. That's fair. Oh man, I really hope someone loses a, a you know some extremely important match to Auto Tapper or, or something ridiculous. Oh, you mean like the finals of a Magic Fest? Or it was was it the finals or uh, it was the semis, right? The oh, semis, lost? yeah, yeah, yeah. That that video was pretty awesome. I'm not. Yeah, if you missed it, pa- Paulo uh, Paulo Vitor last week lost in top four of the Magic Fest online due to not leaving up absorb mana because of Auto Tapper. Um, yeah, so that that's nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it'd be funny. I mean, like, you know, I'm saying for like a, a PT f- finals or top eight match or something like that. Could you imagine? Like, I uh, mean, I don't know how fun that would be. I would probably, I would be very upset to say yeah. the very least about yeah. that. So let's not, yeah, let's not talk about that. Um, yeah. I don't know about you though. I'm definitely going to have to be touching up on standard a lot. Um, in fact, you know, um, for our listeners out there, I'm sure, I'm sure y'all want to stay tuned because, like, you know, I'm. I think we'll definitely be having having to talk about standard a lot more for the next couple weeks. Um, and certainly for me, shifting gears from from what I was playing, which was modern, to to now getting on arena and getting on this grind because obviously we got PT to test for now. So something that that really matters. Yeah, I'm going to basically, I guess, force myself to play. And hopefully I come up with something that makes me happy. I, uh, I'm moving to Vegas for uh, an extended period of time on un, uh, unknown 
basically until Corona ends. So uh, I'm moving there Friday, and after that, I'll be playing a bunch of standard, I'm sure, prepping for the PT. Oh, yeah? Moving in at the ranch with the old Friedman? I, I am, yeah. I'm moving in with Annie Boy and uh, Andy J. Is Andy J back there? I thought he was... Uh... He's back there for the time being until uh, the coronavirus ends. Gotcha. Um, well, so that's, that's wow, but, uh, cool. I'm glad to hear that. Um, hope, I hope you have, have fun out there, but I'm sure you guys will be grinding a little bit. Um, maybe have some incentive to test together or whatever, but, um, yeah, uh, I'd say like this week, I'm not going to go hard or anything. I'm probably going to stick to my normal routine of, you know, playing and prioritizing poker and I'll play my, we have our modern tournament this week for the Lotus box league. So I'll definitely play that. Uh, probably run back the modern challenges as I've been doing, but I'd say either next week or the following week, I'll start going pretty hard on arena testing and everything um, and starting to get a, a, you know, a real grasp on the format. Cause uh, certainly as of now, I'm just been kind of spectating. Yeah. I think after I get settled in, I might try and, you know, grind a little bit, but there's going to be a good amount of time where I just continue doing the things I've been doing, which are playing poker and playing various other games and, you know, watching one tree Hill. So that's <laughs> going to be tough. It's going to be a real tough, uh, transition tough to, to transition. Yeah. I really don't know if they're going to get me to transition. I really don't know. Yeah. Well, I know one thing and that's that I actually have to get on arena now and stop procrastinating on that because i've been doing that for a while so um <laughs> that is on my agenda pretty soon um i guess that wraps us up for this week yeah i think so okay cool thank you everyone for listening um we'll probably have an episode next week i imagine we'll have both played standard yeah. by then um for dylan donigan and myself Pete Ingram, we're tapped out and it's your turn